This episode of the Power Bros Movie Reviews is brought to you by Fearless Wandering Productions and our supporters at Patreon.com. Did you know that patrons of the Power Bros Movie Reviews get access to a weekly patron-only bonus show called Movie Chronicles with the Power Bros? They also get early access to our main show. Join today on Patreon.com for these benefits and more. And now, on with the show. There's a lot that can be said about Captain Marvel. She came into the MCU towards the tail end of Phase 3, and though the creators thought they needed an overpowered superhero to join the ranks of Iron Man, Captain America, and the Hulk in, in order to take on Thanos, it, it still seemed forced, and it didn't fit well in the MCU. So, on this episode of the Powell Bros, we discuss the live-action debut of the female version of Captain Marvel. Do they tell a good story? Is she the hero, given something to overcome, something that she needs to repent of in order to grow as a character in her story? And is she a good representation of what a true female hero should be? Stay tuned to find out. All right. Welcome to the Powell Bros Movie Reviews. We are here another week. Another movie to watch. We are making our way through all of the Marvel movies, which there are many of them. Um, we're but we're looking at all the the good, the bad, and the very ugly. Um, so excited to do another one today. I'm here with my co-host Tobiah. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Good, good. Um, yeah. Uh, got another another uh, interesting movie for. For us to review yeah i feel like between last week and this week and then our uh echo review we're kind of um covering all the the girl boss movies and yeah tearing them apart <laughs> well it's gonna get pretty good after this we got um mm-hmm. next blade. we got blade yes yeah. blade then blade. the the it's original one of my, one of my movie yep yep and then the original x-men movie Okay. Blade Two, uh, Spider Man, Daredevil, X Two, Hulk. So we got a lot of good stuff coming ahead. Awesome. So this Ooh, is our last. Yeah, like uh, the early two thousand hit. Hulk. Yeah, yeah, the nice. very, the very first one, the first feature film that we got. Yep. Awesome. So yeah, we got well, Ca- Captain Marvel today. Yes, Captain Marvel. This movie came um, out in 2019, and it was mm-hmm. right after Infinity War and right before Endgame. It was kind of like a setup to Endgame, uh, even though, in my opinion, it wasn't really necessary to even watch this movie for Endgame to make sense. But, oh yeah, anyways, it was yeah, it's kind of it was a setup, and it did really well in the box office. Made it made over a billion dollars somehow but i mean well the main reason why it probably did that was because it was coming off of infinity war which was one of the you know and the highest hype for end game yeah yeah and the hype for end game but anyways yeah so what were your initial thoughts of this movie um never really been a fan of this movie i tried to go in Okay, so I, I have like a bias against Brie Larson. I've never really liked her as an actress. Yeah, not very. Many I never thought like her. she's very talented like or anything. So, no, she's um, not a good actor. Yeah, so that was kind of I was trying to ignore that, but yeah. pretty hard because <laughs> she is the star. Um, right. But even that aside, there wasn't much to redeem this movie, in my opinion. Um, for sure, it's got a lot of rough spots for sure. Um, very heavily, uh, what's the word? Um, agenda forced movie, in my opinion, which a lot of that we can work through, but the, I am a big fan of, uh, the guy that played, uh, what's his name? Uh, I wrote it down. Yeah. The scroll guy, Talos or whatever. Yeah. I can't remember that guy's name. Um, Ben. Ben something or yeah Ben something yeah, yeah he's an awesome oh yeah actor. there it is Ben Mendelson Ben yep. Mendelson he played Talos the the scroll he's I'd say in, he like, was Rogue probably One, the best Ready part Player of this movie. One yeah. yeah he's a phenomenal actor I, I've, I've everything I've seen him in I've liked him in so 
Uh, he's a very big redeeming factor of this movie, in my opinion. But oh yeah, I forget he was, was in Rogue another... One. Yeah, he's yeah. He, yeah, do not choke on my aspirations. That's right. the guy oh, yeah. who choked. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but he yeah. was also probably the best part of that movie as well. <laughs> yeah, for Anyways. sure. Yeah, and then he was the bad guy in Ready Player One. Uh, okay, which it's just a, a movie I really enjoy. So, yep. But yeah, there's a a lot to work through in this movie. Um, a lot that we'll, we'll be going through. I don't know where you want to start. <clears throat> Um, kind of thinking yeah i mean let's just start with the story which yeah it was definitely one of the biggest lacking parts of this movie um man i mean like i had a hard time really understanding like the plot and like where they were going with it i mean i, I know i understand she like goes to earth um, or she ends up on Earth because she escaped from the the scrolls, and then she's trying to find her find her way home, but also figure out who she is. And I just feel like it was just kind of circumstantial. There's just things happening to her and and ex- things she was experiencing. And then she, her memories start coming back, and, <clears throat> and then once, oh man, once we get into like the third act when they're on the ship going um, onto that space station satellite thing in space it was just like oh okay we're already here but i feel like not much has really happened um i mean we've been introduced to all these characters they bring in nick fury they bring in colson um but by that point it's like okay we don't really know where we're going here what's going on and it's like for a while you think the squirrels are the bad guys but they're not um they're actually the victims and um being oppressed by the kree so there's a, you know, big shift there uh, when they're on the farm, which all kind of happened really fast yeah. too. It's like, oh, yeah, we're good. Yeah, now we're yeah. This was a a movie that had uh, it was supposed to be like a big twist, um, of like who the bad guys really were. Yeah. Um, Scrolls are typically villains. Um, yeah, usually, and and they made them good guys in this. Mm-hmm. It, they i don't know they didn't do a great job of doing the whole twist thing no um i don't know if it really even worked for the story i feel like with this movie we also kind of run into a lot of the same issues that we had with uh captain america where you have this hero that's basically invincible Right. And with Brie, with this character, Captain Marvel, she really is invincible. Even, even more invincible so you have than this, Captain America. <laughs> this like this like god complex where yep. you have this godlike character that uh is so perfect and that's another issue. They really forced like that she was like a perfect woman, and that was part of the story too. Is that she was right. enough. That was like towards the ending, like her Oh yeah, big, in and of uh, herself. Like her powers were yeah. Then and she just had yeah. to unlock and that was them. like yeah to to overcome her dark night of the soul she just had to realize that she was enough that mm-hmm. she's good as she is and no flaws enough, no weaknesses no flaws. she's perfect she Nothing didn't have to, to repent of anything yeah she's she had no issues so at all like literally to, the whole movie she had like, to embrace that solved. yeah yeah like the whole movie, and so like you just run into that it. issue. You just it. You can't write a story where the perfect, where the character is perfect, and you don't. You're not going to connect with the audience if you have this perfect character that doesn't have issues to overcome. And I and you can see what they're doing. They're trying to make it feel like you know women are uh, can do no are wrong. superior to men, and uh, how she's throughout this entire movie. Uh, oh my gosh, what they did with uh, Nick Fury, they just made him a complete wuss. He was just submitting to her the whole time and it's just like... Yeah, Yeah, Nick Fury is supposed to be a PA guy. Yeah, you watch the other movies, he's very... uh, uh, What's the word? Uh, Stern and uh, just very masculine. And then you get him in this movie and he's just like a wuss. He loves cats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was so bad. And yeah, on so many levels. 
they they don't yeah they give her nothing to overcome no chance well okay no they do give her something to overcome it's the oppression that she's received from other men um or from men um, yeah like jude law's character who kept these these secrets from her um you know the men that at the guy at the bar you know and, and the guy in the motorcycle like men have always been have looked down upon her you know she's she couldn't be a, you know she was always told she couldn't be a pilot because she's a woman and but she you know still pursued that and we'll get into that a little bit in a minute as far as you know women in combat and we'll just we'll wait till then to lose the rest of our subscribers but um <laughs> but yeah she she just had she had no flaws in herself nothing that she needed to repent of nothing she needed to overcome and this is just something that we're seeing a uh, we see so much in movies these days um especially when it comes to female characters uh you give them no flaws no weaknesses and and and, and then on top of that they also have no personality especially brie larson she's she just doesn't have a personality in, in this movie i think in most of her movies but but even her character as it was written it's like she doesn't have nothing there's nothing that we can connect with nothing that we can relate to um she's very just flat um throughout mm-hmm. the whole movie and she, like there's little glimpses where she shows like some emotion which is also really inconsistent because at one moment she's really serious and then the next she's like cracking jokes and laughing and smiling mm-hmm. but then she's back to being serious and like it's it was just all over the place it's either it was either just terribly act terrible acting or just terrible writing or mixture of both likely both mm-hmm. but um but you do that uh you know you have ray skywalker uh she had you know throughout those three movies had no flaws nothing that she needed to overcome in, in and of herself um she just was all of a sudden just perfect and had these great powers and and can, can do no wrong and everything she sets her mind to she can accomplish uh, every you know every battle she's in she wins and it's just it's ridiculous and it's and you create unlikable characters that people can't relate to um and and that but then of course you get into the issue of like well you're you're putting women in roles that men should be in and that creates other problems but mm-hmm. thinking from a character standpoint in the story that we're tr- that they're telling and stories that we want to tell it's like yeah you you're creating a flawless character that we're supposed to relate to but we can't because they're flawless. But the, but you said they did the same thing with Captain America. He he didn't have mm-hmm. any flaws, anything to overcome. So it's like hard to relate to him. So they even do it with, mm-hmm. with men as well. It's mm-hmm. Just bad story writing. Yeah, for sure. And you get this a lot yeah. in just superhero movies in general. It just yeah. It's a it's an easy. I think it's an easy um, ditch to fall into. You know, creating mm-hmm. a flawless character, and it can be done well. I mean, or is often not done well um, when you're not giving character flaws. And yeah. um, I think that might be little. partly why, kind of off topic, partly why a lot of people like these villain uh, uh, movies, redemption stories. Oh yeah, because because they do so well with that. Like you have these villains with clear flaws and they overcome mm-hmm. them. And I think that's one reason people are really drawn to those, mm-hmm. uh, like Loki joker uh things like that well i guess joker doesn't redeem himself but yeah but you have just all these redemption stories and i you you can really see like that's why because they they see that they have flaws and then they they overcome them mm-hmm. uh, right except for uh well but then you get e- these heroes yeah a good example heroes of them. That, right go ahead sorry you just get these heroes that don't have any flaws and then there's yeah. nothing to connect with and that's what we see with Echo, which we'll get into. But mm-hmm. like Echo, she's she's supposed to be a villain. Uh, she is a villain. She she's she's a murderer. She's mm-hmm. killed people, and and they give her no redemption story and and nothing, no sympathy, nothing nothing that she needs to repent of. And it's another terrible Marvel project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One one of the things about this is that, I mean, you kind of touched on it. Is that well, so this is this is what this is what what I wrote down as like a, a definition of what they made like Captain Marvel in this show. They put mm-hmm. a female lead and make her perfect mm-hmm. in a world where uh, it's the world around her, the world being men actually, yep. that is imperfect, and they have to adapt to that imperfect world 
to become the heroes they truly are. Right. And yeah, so you get it. That's like what they have to overcome is, is the imperfect world or the mostly the men. It is. I mean, all the imperfect people in this, in this movie were men, uh, which obviously wasn't an accident. And that's what they have to overcome and adapt to. And it's not, it's not in, it's not mistakes of themselves or, or things they have to overcome themselves. It's, it's this imperfect world. And yeah. Captain yeah. Marvel, she, she wasn't doing anything wrong. She was sacrificing herself. She was trying to save everyone when she had that crash crash. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't anything she did wrong. It wasn't anything she needed to learn. She just needed to get her memories back to remember, Oh, how, remember how great she was and, and, and then unlocked her potential, her powers, um, which she was actually being restrained because of men, because of the chip that was put in her, in her head, mm-hmm. um, which I mean, I'm sure there's an analogy there. I mean, it's, she's being, yeah, her, her potential is not be able to be unlocked because she's under the servitude of, or she's in service to men, uh, yeah. those above her. So, yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like the, that scene towards the end where she was fighting that guy and he's like, Fight me without your powers. Prove to me that you're <laughs> <Yeah>. worthy. <laughs> right. And then she, like, Yipsh. blasts him and says, I don't need to prove anything. <laughs> that was a great just like, uh, analogy of the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> but it's comp- like, not accomplishing what okay. they were trying to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I think now we should kind of shift into... You want to talk about the villain like, real quick? What would be a good go. like? Uh, no, I was gonna say like so like with with the female uh, hero, mm-hmm. like the problem is with they're trying to make these women into men, and that's mm-hmm. not where women are glorious, and that's right. and we need to establish like we're not hating on women at all, but they need to be put in like these positions where they were created to be. Right. They're not they weren't created to be protectors and providers, but nurturers, helpers, mothers, caregivers, gentle and lovely, not mm-hmm. masculine and forceful. Right. Like a good example of this was uh, uh was it Monica Rambeau, um the um her 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 friend. Yeah. yeah she yeah, she was a mother. Friend. She gave up, she stopped um I I think she gave up retired from being a pilot. Was that the whole point? In order to be a mother, I I think so, yeah, something like that. Um, but he, and then, uh, well, it was actually interesting because they had one line in there that I think was that really shed a lot of light on this when she was talking to her daughter about going up into the into the into space on the spaceship. She um she was saying, "No, I'm not going to. I need to stay here and take look out for my daughter." And then her daughter's like, "No, I th- no, you need to do it. You need to go." And and she says, "What what kind of example would you be setting for me if you didn't go?" It's like uh, <laughs> the example she's supposed to be setting to you of what a, a mother and a, yeah. a nurturer looks like, and, and what a glorious woman is um, as she cares for her children. It's like they get it half right, and then and then they just they just fall off. The cliff. Yeah. it's like no, she's not meant to go out and fight and 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 um, take life. She's supposed to preserve life and to be a protector, to be a um, a nurturer and. Uh, yeah, to to have those mother motherly instincts, which she does have, but she rejects when she's like, "No, I'm going to go fight." Granted, mm-hmm. there's no father around. I, I I don't think there's any reference to what happened to him or whatever. I don't think, I don't think so. Yeah. No. Um. Which and so as we're telling stories, like okay, there's there there are there is a, that reality. It's like sometimes, um, fathers have have failed. You know, and there's no father, or there's, um, or you know, he's passed away, and he's just not, not there, or he's been a, a unfaithful um, patriarch, unfaithful father who's um, left and abandoned his home. Um, but either one, like, okay, then a mother has a responsibility to take care of her child, and so there's times where it does work, where a a, a, a mother can protect um, her child in a certain way, but. Not in a way mm-hmm. that that she's trying to be a father. She's trying to be something she's not. Yeah, she's not going out to war. She's yeah being a defensive, mm-hmm. a defensive uh, protector, not a right offensive protector. Right. Men, men are um, are made to to take life, um, and, you know, for the sake of 
their people, their their family, um, and women are meant to give life. Like that's how that's how they they are created. They are literally life givers um, as they create children, <laughs> and um, and yet you know our culture scoffs at that and 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 mars that beautiful um that mars the glory that is that is seen in, in motherhood and, and and womanhood and do so because they want women to to be like men and they they put them on a scale that shouldn't they shouldn't be put on because um, any movies like this it's like where they're trying to say well women can measure up to men they can be just like men and it's like well no that's not the scale they're they're supposed to be put on um, just as a man shouldn't be like a woman and shouldn't try to do motherly things and, and to, to take the role of, of, of the wife and of the woman. It's like, no, that's not glorious either. Um, but the, 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 um, the glory of woman, of the women, of, of a wife, of a mother is way more, is just as glorious as man, but in a different way. And they honor and glorify God in their own unique ways. And that's something that we just don't get um, because we, we want equality. We want, um, rep, yeah, we want representation for both sides and, and we want women to be able to be seen um, on par with the men. It's like, well, you know, you're not getting it. You missed mm-hmm. the mark. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good uh, time we can transition into the villain um, or villains, I guess I should say. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's, I mean, technically, one main antagonist. But yeah. Then you, then you bring Ronan into it. You have the scrolls for a little bit. You think they're the villains, but they're not. And then, yeah, ah, I don't so know. It's kind of for actually messy. most of the movie, you think the scrolls are, and then it's just kind of a random transition at one point where he's yeah. just like, "I'm not the bad guy," and then they're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> well, well, you don't say. Uh, so you, they they really push that this. Uh, specifically Talos that he's like the bad guy and he's the antagonist and just uh, from a story standpoint he he is the antagonist for against Brie Larson and against her character um even though she was fighting on the bad side for a while so he is technically the antagonist up until that point where you realize oh no this other guy that we thought was the good guy was actually a bad guy Mm -hmm. the whole time and then you get the final battle and all that stuff but it wasn't until pretty far into the movie that you realize that the this one guy that we thought was the villain wasn't a villain. So there's kind of a few ways to tackle this. We could, you know, talk about Talos's character and and uh, but I mean, even with him, like we never really hear what his motives are, um, which is purposeful because uh, of. Uh, hiding who he truly is mm-hmm. um but they they're they're they tell her uh that he's like um that they're terrorists that the scrolls are terrorists and that talos is like the, and talos is like the leader of the scrolls and that he's like the lead terrorist guy and that they're trying to destroy planets or something wasn't that it or um, i don't i don't know they they wanted a weapon that they could use to destroy planets, to travel between planets faster and destroy them. Something like that's that. what the isn't that what the real villains wanted? That was what the real villains wanted. But he, what, was, what were they tell? What were they telling Captain Marvel? Well, they that well they were the scroll were doing. It was related to the terrorists. weapon. Oh, okay. Because that's why they went to Earth, and that's what you know, oh, okay. even the scrolls were so saying. saying like, hey, he like, was we need to find to this it. weapon. Yeah, before think, he does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, so yeah, point. you you have this guy that she's fighting against this whole time, and and she's thinking he's the bad guy, and and obviously uh, they lie about his motives. They're saying that he's trying to get this weapon or whatever, bef- and they're trying to get it before he does, so that they can have control. And then you find out that that the guys that's te- the guy that's telling captain marvel about the scrolls that he's actually the bad guy and he actually wants the weapon to destroy planets and they uh and he works for ronin which this movie actually has a lot of connections to 
Guardians of the Galaxy, but mm-hmm. uh, he's yeah. So he wants the weapon, and he's actually planning to destroy Earth because the scrolls are on it, and they're trying to destroy. They're trying to completely eradicate the scrolls and and uh, destroy them. And you find out that the the scrolls are are uh, just trying to find a planet to live trying on and survive home. on. Yeah, yeah, find a home because they their planet was destroyed, and so they're they they're just without a planet and without a home. Yeah, and so that's that's their that was their true motives was to find a home, and then she Captain Marvel finds that out and learns that oh, uh, this group of people i've been following are not who i thought they were right are there any specific points in the villains that you wanted to talk um, about i was just jude like jude law's character was just very flat there wasn't like much to him i mean they kind of they they explained his motivations but they aren't very clear throughout the movie and you know he, he's just he's just evil because he wants or he well, no, like there actually, I don't think his motivations are really explained or like why it is that he wants to do what he's going to do. Um, it's, I don't know. I mean, he's just being commanded by Ronan, but then he kind of wants to usurp Ronan and doesn't want to follow orders and do his own thing. And he deceives yeah. Captain Marvel because he thinks she, he's, or, well, he knows that the power's within <clears throat> her, so he wants to control her or get, get control of the power, I think. Mm hmm. I don't know, or f- use her to find it. Yeah, I don't know. It just it wasn't really, really clear, and like and like I said, like he was only he was we didn't know he was a villain until about halfway, or so through the movie, and then at that point it's like okay no, oh oh yeah that was the other issue he he poses no threat to Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple moments where they were going you know going toe to toe, but for the most part like just with her powers like he he is no threat. And so there's nothing mm-hmm. intimidating about him. There's nothing that we um, should really worry about. And that final confrontation was evidence of that. He wants yeah. to fight her without the powers, but she, and she's like, Nope, uh, not going to do that. And then she punches him, and that's it. And and then he just, you know, he crawls into a, you know, or, you know, runs away with his tail between his legs and le- and leaves the planet. It's like without even fighting, fighting her. And so it's just like, okay, that was it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they even ruined uh Ronan in this movie. Yeah, what in the world? Like, they completely butchered him. Like he like okay, watch Guardians of the Galaxy and see like this is a very intimidating villain. Yeah. And then you see him in this and he's like like he literally had a point where his eyes were like wide open. Right. Oh no. Like because he was boss. scared. Like <laughs> it just totally they totally butchered him. And yeah. He's he's very intimidating villain in Guardians of the Galaxy, and then you totally. get him in this, and and he's just uh, another guy that's a wuss. Uh, I want to watch that movie again. I I love Guardians of the Galaxy one. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, that was disappointing. Yeah, and like I, it yeah, felt like. It, Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to kind of continue on Mads Mikkelsen's character, yeah, about his relationship with Ronan, because it it was confused. Well, so. We think his motive is well. Once we kind of figure out, like, get a idea of his relationship with everybody and what's going on. Matt's Mickelson. It kind of seems ta- like I'm sorry. What? Oh, sorry. What's his name? Who are we talking about? Matt's Mickelson's not in this, the, is he? Not Matt's Mickelson. What's oh, his Jude, name? The, wait, Jude Law. Jude Law. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know why I was thinking <laughs> I was like, Matt's Mickelson. Wait a minute. <laughs> is that, do they look like alike? Matt's I think they yeah. look alike. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I can see that. Jude yeah. Law uh he uh yeah his character is um with uh ronin he does seem to like want to just listen to and submit to ronin but then you do have that Kinda. point where he does he does lie to him yeah. which was it, it was kind of pointless like you have so much else going on you didn't need to throw that line in there like establish something already like yeah he should have just been like submitting to ronin or just been completely against Ronan and been his own thing, or right. Ronan should shouldn't have been in this movie. Well, that's like, the thing is like I feel like he was only in the movie just to make a connection to other yeah. Marvel stuff, other Guardians. Oh yeah, because like he yeah, didn't really well, serve that's a purpose. Kind of, yeah, I feel like that's how it was with Nick Fury and um, Coulson. Like they mm-hmm. were they're very heavily in the movie, but like I feel like they 
put them in the movie to kind of get that that nostalgia and all that to get people to the movie yeah, theater. Like Coulson and then, didn't do and anything then, yeah, in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Coulson was completely pointless in this yeah. movie. But yeah, then you get Nick Fury and yeah, they definitely just put them in here. And then Ronan and just all these connections is it was just all ways to 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 get people to the movie theater. So pretty much well yeah and let's trailer trailer moments and whatnot yeah um and like one thing i thought of was like kind of some continuity issues because um they refer to shield as shield in this movie but in iron man they don't come up with that with the oh the, yeah the name shield because it's they just have the long yeah whatever yeah. s-h-i-e-l-d stands for they just have that. That's the the title they use. And then, the, but this one's like, oh no, we're just gonna. They did refer to a, refer a to shield, a shield like multiple times. So yeah, that was weird. And then there's oh, I mean, I don't know if you want to move on past the villains. Do you have anything else? Yeah, that's fine. Ones? Um, this kind of goes back to my continual complaint about prequels, because um, this is technically a prequel because it's a prequel to for Nick Fury and uh, Shield and. The whole, like, this is how we got the name for Avengers was really dumb. It's like, Carol, Avenger, <laughs> Danvers. It's like, okay, yeah. what does that have to, like, she? so she's the first Avenger, <laughs> but not really, because Captain America is. Um, yeah. But, like, what does is, what is the name Avenger have to do, or the way that they got the name have to do with the actual Avengers, except for maybe, okay, she's the first superhero that, she, that S.H.I.E.L.D. is aware of. I don't know. It's, but then you also have Captain America, so it's confusing. Yeah, that was dumb. Um, and then yeah. going back to how they butchered Nick Fury, it was I I like I remember being so mad, and I'm still so mad about the fact that the reason that Nick Fury lost his eye is because he got scratched by a cat. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness! They they try they took they went at to they took great lengths to try to make fury as effeminate as they can <laughs> and and then have him the you know the question we're kind of asking is how do you know how did nick fury lose his eye it's like oh he was scratched by a cat that's so lame like come on like give him something better than that like this is a very yeah. tough ba character that uh he's a, and very masculine as you were saying and it's like uh, that's it and then he loves cats for some reason it's like okay whatever <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? There was like a third thing that they did that I was like, eh, it's really dumb. Anyways, I'm sure there's another one that'll come to mind. Probably was, the, uh, was it the Tesseract? Not, no, there was not a really, lot of but, connections but there with was the Tesseract. Of, yeah. Though. Right. So, because we find out in Avengers that S.H.I.E.L.D. has had the Tesseract. We also find out, I think, in. So. Um, oh, uh, Endgame, I think. Because they go back in time to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Tesseract just all over the place on Earth. Um, yeah. To kind of get into like the whole where this movie fits within all of Marvel, this film is, of course, within the like the common MCU f- stories. Mm-hmm. And this is our second MCU movie. Oh, uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> Captain America, the first Avenger, was our first. And the Tesseract was in that movie. Mm-hmm. It was... Uh, it fell... Uh, and cat fell with the plane and then howard stark pulled it out and then somehow marvell got it from him oh yeah that's weird confusing that's a dumb thing is how she got her (laughs) name marvell from the other lady marvell (laughs) marvell captain marvell because but yeah so she she somehow got it from howard stark so right i mean she must have but then again, there is that scene in, I guess that would take place before this. But yeah, the one in Endgame. Yeah. Are there other things you want to talk about in the story? Just um, like her being in, being a soldier, a female soldier. Yep. Right. So, um, you know, she's a combat pilot, you know, but she, or I guess she was wanting to be a combat pilot d- during a time when women weren't allowed to fl- to be in combat um yeah and so they made that point and so she was able to do so through this program and be able to test fly this airplane so i guess she wasn't actually in combat or like she wasn't like a combat pilot um but either way like she was wanting to do that 
do that. She was, that's what she was pursuing, which just goes back to what I was saying, how, you know, that's not the role given to women. Women are not meant to take life. Um, they are meant to preserve it and protect it. And they, they are not made for combat. Uh, men are. Men are meant to fight and protect their, for, the, for their women because women are glorious, because they are worth protecting, because they are beautiful, and because men are willing to lay down their lives for their families um, so that women don't have to. Um, that's that's why. And, and so it's, you know, uh, not glorious. It's not beautiful when women want to go into combat. It's like, what's, what, why, what, why, why is it that you want to do something that is given to men to do? That is not, it's not, it's, it's a hard thing. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a difficult and dangerous thing that, you know, women don't need to do. Uh, it's not, it's not what they're called to, to do. And, and men are just physically more capable of doing so because of how God made them. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that women are less in any way. Um, but, you know, they, they string a narrative together and that's what, how, how it's perceived. And so this movie is, you know, that's one agenda they're pushing. Uh, I did, I did like, um, Talus, 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 character. Talus, I think. Yeah. Um, because he, he was a, a good masculine father figure in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. his, he had his wife and child who he was trying to protect who got taken or, or no, who was, uh, who was with Marvel um, under her protection so that um, Talos can go out and try to save, um, find a way for um, to save his, his family, to go out and fight and to protect um, his people so that they could find a home. Uh, he was being a father figure. He was being doing, uh, um, uh, he was a masculine character um, that was like, well, well done. And, and then mm-hmm. you sh- you see him protecting his family and and keeping them safe and laying down his life for them, and so it was just that was a good example that was well done in in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a, a great character. Mm-hmm. And then he gets uh, he wasn't really I guess uh, he didn't really sacrifice himself, but he got shot like when he was around his family. But he was yeah. like kind oh, yeah, that's, yeah. of protecting. I mean, like he's, he's willing like, to protecting them. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't die. Yeah, you could definitely see he was willing to. And yeah. well, there's that scene where he got shot right. while he was like huddled around them. But but yeah, yeah, he's a great character. Um, I guess we can kind of go through the different stages of story. So like the hero's character development, which is we kind of went over that, but mm-hmm. there really wasn't because there's nothing. She didn't. So she, she didn't know who she truly was, and she realizes and learns that she is perfect the way she is. That's what I came up with. <laughs> yep, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> like yeah. most female protagonists she, these days. Basically, yeah. She and she got her memory back. That was her character development. She got her memory yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, she has no. She had no character. She has no emotion. She she had no yeah. nothing. No likability. They had no reason to care about her. Um, except to feel bad that she can't remember her past or remember who she is or where she's from and uh, that she's been oppressed by men. But that's it. Yeah. It's like we we have no reason to care for this character. And Yeah. And that and kind the, of goes into yeah. like the, the sacrifice part of a hero. And mm-hmm. it's like when you have this character that's all powerful, that is perfect the way she is, it's, she's never really sacrificing herself, even if she's fighting and, you know, going into war and f- and defeating the bad guys. It's like we know she's not going to die. Yeah. She's literally flying through these ships like they're nothing. Yeah, and she has like and she has like, no... that was like the point where your yeah, character is supposed to have a sacrifice. And it's yeah. it's not needed when you're an all powerful boss, babe, you know, right. <laughs> Pretty much, and she had she had no Achilles heel. She had no weakness that, at least that was you know yeah. mentioned or talked about. But even in Endgame, she she's the exact same th- character. She's just super powerful, has no weakness, no problem. She defeats Thanos. Well, I think she defeats or they have like one fight, and she defeats all his men, and all his all his armies and stuff. No problem. She just yeah. comes in and and you know, um, yeah. Well, that's kind of why I think the writers kept her out is because. Yes. In her movie, there was no uh, weakness established. So, if she was there the whole time, it would just be a very dumb story. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. And then you get into like the dark night of the soul. So, which should be the sacrifice 
but there was no sacrifice. But the Dark Knight of the Soul was when uh, the Supreme Intelligence was in her mind, and she was like all tied up. Oh, right. Uh, and to overcome that, she just had to realize she is enough. She don't need anybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> and she can unlock her, or she can escape the oppression that she's been under. Yeah. Like you said, the little and the, restraints. the little thing was a symbolism. Basically. Yeah, with the, the, the computer chip on her neck. Yeah. As far as character um, development, I don't know if there's much more. Yeah, no. Really say. Not really. Nick Fury, like, did he have any character development? Like, not. Nick Fury. Not really. Not I mean, really. He, the only thing that changes is that he finds out that there's superheroes out there and there's aliens. Mm-hmm. And he needs to start the Avengers Initiative in order to, you know, protect um, the world. So, yeah. but that was that was that was it. Well, I just want to put a little plug in here. So, if you made it this far, you clearly like our show. So, if you <laughs> want some more, we have. Um, our after hour show movie chronicles with the power bros where we go over uh the stanley cameo uh the end credit scene and this one had both so we will definitely be going over all those and uh typically we'll either do a uh uh just kind of talk about other movies in hollywood and stuff or sometimes we're going to be doing mini reviews probably a little more often now but uh uh, we'll be reviewing Echo and uh, Echo, Echo. a special review for that. And yeah, so if you're interested in that, you can uh, find us on Patreon and uh, support the show. And the support from that can help us continue doing the show and, and releasing these reviews for you guys. And we uh, appreciate you listening. And yes. Yeah, we, we enjoy doing this. It's fun. Totally. With that said, uh, did you have anything else you wanted uh, to put on I don't know. I was cinematography, this? music score, CGI. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, nothing really stood that, out. Yeah. CGI actually wasn't too bad. It was just... No, it wasn't. This was, this was around... This was like peak Marvel CGI. Yes. It really was. This is like after Infinity War, before Endgame. Both of those movies had really great CGI um and this movie definitely had really good cgi i was actually surprised i thought i had remembered the de-aging being pretty bad mm. but it was good like because because nick fury and colson both had de-aging i don't yeah. know if you knew that they i knew nick i knew colson did did they actually de-age sam yeah. jackson okay yeah yeah that makes sense to me because i remember a uh behind the scenes thing that i saw or or an interview about them and they were making fun of each other because they had white dots on their faces because they were so old. Okay. <laughs> but nice. but yeah. Yeah, they did DH both of them, which looked great. Like yeah. uh, Colson I guess had He's had, the one that stood uh, out it, a little it, more. But yeah. His, he stood out definitely more than Wasn't Nick too Fury bad. did, but but no. The, the CJ was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um and then acting, uh, again, not a fan of Brie Larson as it is and nope. uh and then yeah like you said uh i want to say matt Mickelson, but it's not <sighs> jude law what's his name jude, jude law uh yeah his was he he had just a flat character yeah was his acting, acting was bad terrible. his he's acting wasn't actor. really bad he's yeah. he's a great actor so yeah. yeah i don't i don't know and then yeah the the guy for Talos, like I said, I'm a big fan of him. I thought he did great and mm-hmm. handled that character really well. He really dives into his characters when he when he gets into it. Definitely, I think it was good. I'm trying uh, to think, he was a vil- score. He, he was a oh, villain sorry, of God. another movie that I'm trying to remember that I like. He's an antagonist. I can't remember. Well, he was antagonist in Rogue One and Ready Player One. Right. There was just another movie I'm trying another to think one. of. Huh. But I don't know. Anyways. Sorry, you were you saying music I've never, score? like, I've, yeah. Um, I thought it it worked pretty good. Uh, some points, maybe a little too much, uh, a little too forced, but. Yeah. I thought it worked fine. 
Uh, comic book accuracy. This is something we can kind of get into. Uh, mm-hmm. Captain Marvel was most commonly a male in the comics. Right. For most yeah, um, for a while, yeah. For a long time. There are definitely female versions of Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Captain Marvel's a title. It's not like a name. It's m- Most of these heroes are their titles. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, most often it was it it originally was a man and uh uh but of course they wanted it to be a female in this this series yep and then see you yeah i mean so as far as them changing it to a woman and um but like I said, that is common in the comics um other than that i mean like the suit is probably is pretty much you know, accurate. Mm-hmm. The scrolls are, um, besides the fact, I, I guess I don't know oh, as much. I just know like Secret Invasion. That's those are the scrolls are villains in that, and that's a really popular um, comic book uh, arc. So, um, oh, Australia, that's it. Was he antagonist in that? Remember Australia with Hugh Jackman? Was he in that? Yeah, he was in that. Man, I haven't seen I, that in a long time. I think I think he's an antagonist in that movie. Maybe. <sighs> I don't know. Anyways, that was just what I was thinking. I can't place mind. it. Yeah, no, you're good. I want to look it up. For some reason, they've released that because that movie's so, so long. long. I think I don't know if it was Peacock or HBO Max. They released it as like a TV show. It's called Far Away Downs. It's basically the whole yeah, movie. They, uh, they re-edited it and shot scenes for it. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! So it's like it's like its own thing. I mean, yeah. it's the movie, but they re-edited it and yeah. added scenes to make it work as a show. Hmm. Is yeah, it's a really weird thing they did. Interesting. Anyways, but just yeah. to stop getting off track, um, I think that's pretty much it for me. I don't know if I, mean, I don't think I have anything else to say. Do you want to? I'm looking to see. I don't think he's in it. In Australia. Oh, he's in the Dark Knight. He's on the Dark Knight Rises. Yep, yep, I know he's in that. No, I don't think he's in Australia. I don't see him in there. Yeah, no, no, he is. I'm free. He is. Yeah, I mean, he's credited in it. He is. And Far Away Downs. Yeah. Wait, you're talking about the Talos guy? Yeah. Yep. Um. Ben Mendelsohn. He's. He's a. Captain Dutton. I don't remember. He's. I think he's one of like the cattle salesmen or something. Yeah, he's in the whole like the. He's in six episodes of Far Away Downs. So maybe he's in oh, Far Away Downs and not the movie. He's, no, he's in the movie too. <laughs> like I said I remember him in the movie. It's not showing up. I don't know. What are you on? I what are you on IMDb? I, I'm just googling. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's right. Maybe maybe we we'll watch that and you know. Uh, do a mini yeah. review. It's a good movie. Yeah, Far Away Downs. Ooh, yeah, walk about titles in Far Away Downs. Oh yeah, he was in Spider-Man. He's pretty old. Wait, he was in. He was in Far yeah, From there Home, he is, Australia. Oh, Captain yeah. Dutton. Hm. Forgot he was in Far From Home, but as a as a scroll, I think I was like at the end. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he was Nick Fury at the end credit scene. Yeah. Oh, end credit scene. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch uh, Secret Invasion? Neither did I. Have you? <laughs> Another butchering of Nick Fury, but no, I did not see yeah. it. I, don't, I did not want to watch it. I have no no desire. All right. We should probably wrap, wrap up this, this up. show, and we can wrap uh, get into a lot of this stuff in the after hours. So if you want to listen to more of that, you can tune into our after hours. Yeah. Uh, all right. So rating. I went back and forth um, on this one. Um, I can give you my score. Because I, I was, yeah, I was trying to think of other movies we've we've seen. Um, mm-hmm. I just there wasn't much redeemable about this movie, and so I gave it a three point mm-hmm. nine, which I put it above Dark Phoenix, barely. But Dark Phoenix has had way too many problems, um, but this one also has a lot of problems too. So I I, I put it around close to that one. I don't know. What do you, what do you say? Yeah, that's probably about right. I'm trying to think if I'd put it above Dark Phoenix, but I just don't know if I would. I mean, there really I don't think... there, there really wasn't much redeemable about Dark Phoenix. 
Uh, but same really... with this one. And yeah, it's just bad movies. Yeah, for sure. So I, I maybe just three point eight. Put it right at three point eight, right above. Yeah, let's do it. I think three point eight. Yeah, because like so I'm, that's I'm, our. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's our review for Captain Marvel. Um, another pretty low movie. Yep. If you look at our scores, they're all pretty low right now. So we're hoping <laughs> we'll get some higher rating movies. See a good movie. First, oh, wait. So we're doing Blade next. Yeah, Blade is Blade is next. Awesome! I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. Have you seen? You've seen Blade, right? Have you seen all three? Yeah, yeah. We we actually just watched them all, so I don't nice. I don't think Maribel will watch them again. But yeah. I'll be watching them. Uh, we watched them for during Halloween season. So nice. Yeah. So yeah, I watched the first a one months for ago, Halloween. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, we got a lot of good movies coming up. Blade. That, that one's gonna be interesting because uh, that's a gen, that's a race swapped character, who I think actually does well as a, as a, you know as, as a black character. Like I think it, yeah, it worked yeah. and it was done well, and it wasn't like notice it wasn't uh, uh, it wasn't forced in any way, and I think it was well done. So I'm excited. Yeah. Well, uh, even Nick Fury is a yeah, race oh, swapped. True. Yeah. We never even got into that, but yeah, he's a. Uh, I guess this is our first movie seeing Nick Fury. First Nick huh? Fury movie, yep, that's true. Yeah, I think he was like in maybe the end credit scene of Amer- Captain America, but oh yeah, or the very very end of the movie. Maybe was he? It was. Well, the end. Cr- it was the very end of the movie. Very end of the because movie. Because after it, Captain he America wakes though? up, he wasn't. He it, did yeah. say something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, on the so we never got into that. New York. But oh. yeah, this is like the first time we actually see him. So as far as comic book accuracy, he is a, a white character. Mm-hmm. And this is the first adaptation ever of him yeah. as a black character. But he does an amazing job. And totally. I have absolutely no complaints about that race swap. Right. That's the thing about race swaps. If you're race swapping it with an because the actor is just a good actor, mm-hmm. then that's fine. But if you're doing it just doing to first. be... Political because and, of identity politics and for agendas, it's yeah. yeah, it's it will fail, and we can see when that happens. Like Nick Fury, like this came out in two thousand eight, was a good movie. Uh, Samuel Jackson is a really famous good actor. Like it, it wasn't gonna fail, and it didn't. Like he, he's a beloved character, a beloved version of Nick Fury. I mean, although <laughs> they butchered him in this movie. Yeah, in uh, all the other movies, he's very good. Yeah, totally. Well, okay. Well, so we'll wrap that up, and yep. we got some more recording to do. We usually just hit stop and play again, and mm-hmm. uh, record our after hours. So if you want to sign up for that, it's just five dollars a month. Um, helps us to uh, to be able to do this, and we appreciate the support. Yep. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to the next movie. Yep. It'll be Thank Blade, you. the first Blade. Yes. Excited. It's going to be yep. good. All right. All right. Thank you all Thanks. for listening. Bye.